just going to read from Proverbs chapter 9. It's a good chapter to start off a new year on a Sunday. Within it are two pathways, the pathway of wisdom and the pathway of foolishness. The pathway of wisdom comes from the Lord and foolishness comes from elsewhere. Wisdom hath builded a house, she hath hewn out her seven pillars. She hath killed her beasts, she hath mingled her wine, she hath also furnished her table. She hath sent forth her maidens, she crieth upon the highest places of the city. Whoso is simple, let him turn in hither. As for him that wanteth understanding, she saith to him, Come, eat of my bread and drink of the wine which I have mingled. Forsake the foolish and live, and go in the way of understanding. He that reproveth the scorner getteth to himself shame, and he that rebuketh the wicked man getteth himself a blot. Reprove not a scorner, lest he hate thee. Rebuke a wise man, and he will love thee. Give instruction to a wise man, and he will yet be wiser. Teach a just man, and he will increase in learning. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. For by me thy days shall be multiplied, and the years of thy life shall be increased. If thou be wise, thou shalt be wise for thyself, but if thou scornest, thou alone shalt bear it. A foolish woman is clamorous, she is simple and knoweth nothing. For she sitteth in the door of her house, on a seat in the high places of the city, to call passengers who go right on their ways. Whoso is simple, let him turn in hither. And as for him that wanteth understanding, she saith to him, Stolen waters are sweet, and bread eaten in secret is pleasant. But he knoweth not that the dead are there, and that her guests are in the depths of hell. Does anybody know who Sally Brown is? Put your hand up if you know. Sally Brown? Oh, she was the sister of Charlie Brown. And one day in one of the Peanuts cartoons, she approached her brother, Charlie, and said, I think I've discovered the secret to life. You just hang around until you get used to it. There's another lady uh, who's an actual real person, and uh, surprisingly, or maybe not, she is the woman or the person, the human being, who has the highest recorded IQ in the Guinness Book of Records. Although I dare say that quite a few of us here have not been tested, so uh, we may be able to contest that claim. Her name was Marilyn Vassavan, and she's still alive, and she had a column in a, an American magazine called Parade. But a gentleman once wrote to her and he asked about a question of life. The inquirer said that his life was more exhausting than he ever imagined, and he wanted to know, is this normal? She replied that his life was indeed normal, and she gave an analogy about life. Much of the time, life is going through, like going through an airport steering a loaded luggage cart with one bad wheel. 
Sometimes you just feel ridiculous. Sometimes you actually look ridiculous. And sometimes all you can do is just try to push it in generally the right direction. I'm sure that we've all experienced the tossings and turnings of life. Uh, last year, perhaps, things hit us unexpectedly. And uh, there's many things that we don't really have that much control over. But I believe that life can be better than that, even while we're going through those difficult times, which uh, for most are inevitable, we can have an anchor. We can have something that is firm, a firm footing in life. And this passage from Proverbs chapter 9 gives us an indication of what the Word of God would teach us about having this anchor in our lives and it's the anchor of wisdom there is truth in what was said by Sally Brown and Marilyn that life can be difficult but God has given us his word the Bible and it's sure and it's a word that has much to say about life it's a word that we should read from Genesis through to Revelation it has many things to say about life and how we should live it. It doesn't necessarily promise that we will be spared the difficulties, but it gives us this foundation, and we'll talk a little bit more about that shortly. Proverbs chapter 9 breaks life down to its simplest truths and gives us life in a nutshell. There are two calls in life this chapter declares and other portions of the word of God are similar two calls in life one is the call of wisdom that's the first call that we hear or read about in this wisdom has a house and it's a fine house it's a strong house it's held up by seven pillars and that speaks of spaciousness and stability the seven pillars of wisdom. Uh, this was long before the uh, Stoa, where the Stoics used to parade and taught philosophy. This is long before the uh, place in Athens where Plato and then Aristotle held forth. This is the word of God, which is from eternity to eternity. Her house, though, is away from the path of human activity. It's, if you like, off the beaten track. She has to send her servants to call people to come. She has to send her maidens. She sends them forth to cry upon the highest places in the city. She seeks people where they live. That's where people dwell, and she has to go there and invite them to come to her, to her house, to live a better life. So what is wisdom? Can I tell you? Wisdom is not intelligence. If it were, most of us, certainly I, will be ruled out of that. It's not a high IQ. 
I know mine has been tested in the past and I'm pretty average. It's the best use of knowledge. The best use of the knowledge given in the word of God. Biblical wisdom is knowing and understanding and living out the Bible. That's true wisdom. Our life of wisdom is a life that lives out the truths of the word of God. In contrast to that, there's the call of wickedness. Folly also has a house, but it's where the fools are, already are. The, folly, the house of folly is there, where the wisdom has to send her maidens to call. And this implies that men may enter the house of folly, men and women can enter the house of foolishness easily, with no effort. It's right there. You don't have to do anything. To get to wisdom, they have to put in effort. But to get to folly, they can just continue as they are, where they are. The Bible doesn't uh, nicen this up in any way, doesn't sweeten it. The picture of folly is that of a prostitute, a harlot, an easy woman, if you like. She promises the fool a good time, and that's the enticement of evil. It's an enticement that every human being has felt. The attraction, the draw to that which is not good, because that's what is in our nature. That is what we are by nature, by birth into the race of Adam. There is that in us which, like a magnet drawn to steel or steel drawn to the magnet, we are drawn to sinful ways. And like water and like electricity, we choose the path of least resistance. So the lure of folly is an easy one to follow. But the attraction of wisdom is more difficult. And of course the Lord Jesus taught this as well when he spoke about the two ways. There is the broad way that leads to destruction and there is the narrow way that leads to life. There is no middle way. As many politicians have tried to tell us, there is no middle way. So there's two places, there's also two choices in life. And the ultimate choice lies with the individual. There's one grounded in human understanding. That's the pathway of the foolish. It's the choice that requires no choice. It's easy to go along with it. It's merely mankind doing what they do by nature. 